everyone, and welcome to Too Many Cooks, a podcast where we explore recipes written by your favorite chefs and try them out in our own home kitchens. It's like a book club, but for recipes. Today, we're discussing my favorite chef, Claire Saffitz, and her incredibly delicious focaccia recipe. We've got an extra long and extra silly episode for you. It's filled with entertaining and educational information about salt, yeast, flour, but also elementary school musicals. We also want to thank you for all your submissions and your feedback on this focaccia. We love it so much and hope you all send us more feedback on chefs or recipes that you'd like us to try. So enjoy the episode on Claire Saffitz focaccia and I guess musical theater? I got the I got the nieces to start going focaccia. focaccia. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I get so self conscious in spelling it because how many like, C's are there? There's there's too many C's, but there's also not enough C's somehow. You know, there's, there's like three, three many C's. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's three C's. You know, but the trick is how, you know where are one and where are two. Where's the d- yeah, mm. I think so. It's also tough because, like, in Italian pronunciation, C-I-C-E is ch. Yeah. But then in double C's, isn't that ca? Yeah. But then you get, like, bruschetta, and you're like, it's bruschetta. And you're like, well, Exactly, what the? like, depending on who. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, <laughs> at some point we'll do a so, Giada uh, podcast and hear oh, how she says stuff. Mozzarella. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I am, okay, all right. For context, listeners, we just spent how long? Five minutes. Yep, five oh. minutes talking about candy. Um, uh, we're also one, both one drink in. So cheers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so so here we go. Um, well, we learned a valuable lesson last time, which is that the evening <laughs> podcast recordings are fun. Um, you know, and and they, <laughs> I, I think also after the day that I've had, I. I I might be punchier even than more normal. I usually am. Nice. So we say. Nice. Well, I'm going to be giggly because I took a really long nap and I'm very well rested. Oh, we I took had a hike. very different days. <laughs> <laughs> I went for a lovely hike. I took like a three hour nap oh. and now I'm here. <laughs> I And by the way, I've been meaning to say this to you and I, I mean it with all sincerity. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do have to move every like 10 months. That's so. true. <laughs> And and right currently every month. So yeah, yeah, exactly. We, <laughs> so you know, things are bad. So all our over, stress so. levels are very uh, are the same, but for for different for reasons. For different reasons, yeah, exactly. So okay, tell me about the best thing you ate this week because you were telling me that it was kind of like you were de- debating between a few. Yeah, well, so I think it's probably the best. It's one definitely one of the best things I ate this week, maybe this month, just because it's something that I've wanted for a while. And was kind of saving for a special occasion. But when I ate it is what has definitely catapulted it to by far the best thing I ate this week, this year, you know. Um, was, it, was it Wednesday? It was Wednesday. <laughs> for a lo- Right around lunchtime. Um, <laughs> so Wednesday, January 20th, right around noon Eastern, um, I was diving into... Uh, <gasps> some super pollo, some Peruvian chicken with, yes. yeah, like fried plantains and yucca mm. and the spicy green sauce. And it was just so perfect and just like an emotional, <laughs> delicious <laughs> chicken. You know how you get emotion about chicken and other things oh. that might be happening at, at noon on Noon January on 20th, January 20th. <laughs> 2021. Uh, so, yeah, so it was one of those things where I... I talked to a friend recently about 
getting Super Pollo and, and she had gotten it and I was jealous, but then I was just like, you know what, I'm going to save this because I, I, <laughs> like I've been craving it. And then I just kept on waiting and waiting, waiting to get this. And then I, I think I woke up like Wednesday morning and just being like, oh, I know what I'm getting. For lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I like get it over there. <laughs> so that's so perfect. good. So I got I got Ben a rotisserie, like a home rotisserie for Christmas, because cool. we're thinking about like our next post. We might we're not going to be able to get Peruvian chicken, aka yeah. we're not in Arlington, Virginia, yeah, exactly. or Peru. Peru. <laughs> so <laughs> like those, so, like the we can have the audience <laughs> guess where you can get Peruvian mm-hmm. chicken, where I will be posted. Um. And so I got him one of those, but it also helps because it's like a shawarma thing. Like you can do like Ooh. al pastor, you can do shawarma. So I'm really excited. Yeah, that sounds it's really good. Bulky, but it's kind of worth it. Like who who so cares? Will we, like, will he have that when you guys are here? Yeah. Or okay, so we're gonna have to bust that out and try <laughs> try some yeah. things with that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so nice. we'll be there. Yeah, we have two ten days, right? Oh, until you're here. Yeah. 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 <sighs> so exciting. Yeah. Um. It's actually. Yeah, I think it's twelve. I think it's twelve. Oh, yeah. we can round down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's how time so, works. <laughs> yeah, right? My best thing was, I mean, unfortunately, but fortunately, it was the focaccia. Like, it was 100% the focaccia because yeah. I tried out, like, a different topping that I am obsessed with. Nice. And also Takis because I hmm. love Takis. Takis, Dave hadn't heard of Takis before, so. Um, I'm still unclear after hearing what they are. Still, it is. I'm going to send you. A pic- I'm going to send you a picture okay. in the chat. It is cool. a Dorito Takis. Um, is it is it safe to eat Takis? <laughs> that's that's what you want to see whenever that's you, what you want to see food. So it is okay. And again, we're on an audio podcast, so you do have to Yeah, talk. sorry. So it's a spicy roll-shaped snack fashioned after the traditional Mexican taquito. So it's like taqui, taquito. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there are about 20 flavors. I've tried fuego, mm. which is delicious because it is hot chili and lime, but it's oh, like sour. So it's got that Sour Patch Kid. It's got that Dorito mm. spicy, but it's like way better. But Ben, like... He's like, I don't know if I... Because it's like a lot. It is a an assault on your taste buds. Hmm. And then today we tried the guacamole Takis or guacis. Um, oh, what's and... a smart name for them. You, <laughs> who came up with that? Somebody in my family did. <laughs> that I have, okay, Taki picture. Because the Wikipedia, the wiki, the Taki wiki doesn't have a picture. Um, it is... Uh, it looks like a Dorito that's rolled up. It is hmm. um, adorable. And they're really crunchy and delicious. Um, I don't know why I'm talking about Takis so much, but they're delicious and I love them. Well, because and... we have some big news to announce, but we are now officially sponsored by Takis. Takis you for your snack don't... needs. I have don't no what... joke. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what. Don't Takis... joke. <laughs> don't what joke. Takis are. <laughs> um, I also made the big lasagna, and I have to break some news to you and Uh-oh. me. Uh-oh. So in the big lasagna, I used the tomato sauce that we've been recommending a lot on the show. Um, and a, a bunch of listeners have told me that they have now bought this same tomato sauce. How do you pronounce R-A-O? Well, I mean, I've said it uh, numerous times and this feels like a trap, but... Uh... It is a trap. Because <laughs> I was wrong, too. We've been saying it the same way. We've been saying so it I, I say Rouse, yeah. yeah. Right. No, unfortunately, because it's named after the restaurant, it's Rayo. See, so... Rayo. Rayo. <laughs> Daylight come, man. My pasta is good. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's um, it. <laughs> cool. So, 
uh, <laughs> Rayo. I honestly, uh, I will, I will literally never pronounce it Rayo. <laughs> I will pronounce it Rouse un- until like Stefano Rayo shows up and tells me to to change, <laughs> or else he's like, yeah, exactly. He's suing me or something. Um, and yeah. even then, I'll probably just like go to court and be like, it's Rouse, motherfucker, and just like b- like bounce because <laughs> <laughs> that's how court works. Um, uh, can we just the you know the what? Talkie. <laughs> Yeah, the talkie thing. No, the talkie. I'm looking at what you sent me, and the yeah. ingredient, the first ingredient, is one package lemonade or lemon lime Kool Aid. And this what is a person trying to make eating? them. <laughs> you know what? This is a perfect. Oh. Hey, quit it. This is a you, perfect transition you, because you know who you made a gourmet a version podcast. of talkies. <laughs> uh, is it no, Guy that's Fieri? A, that's a per. That's probably the only person no. that I can think of that would make this. Uh, Claire Saffitz hmm. made a, a all, this entire podcast is just going to be us giggling and me typing. Um, Claire Saffitz had like, cause she was a, a pastry chef, um, mm-hmm. and, or is a pastry chef. And so for Bon Appetit, when she worked there, she hosted a show called Gourmet Makes where she would reinvent like junk food and our like favorite foods in either a gourmet version like she she'll either reinvent them to be a little bit more gourmet or try and recreate them exactly so like for sour patch kids she tried to recreate them and make them a little bit more sour um for takis she tried to recreate them exactly um and she pretty much just like sought out to make a dorito that she had already made roll it and dust it in (laughs) in doritos flavoring with citric acid um so yes, wow. <laughs> here's my, it's, it's worth it to watch because she is such an incredible problem solver and it's really nice to watch her be like thwarted by certain recipes and then yeah. persevere. Like that is like a, my favorite part of baking is like the perseverance of it. Tell me more about Claire Saffitz, Grace. Yeah. You ready to hear more about Claire Saffitz? I'm so excited to. to tell you more about Claire Saffitz because she is our age, my age my age our age what year were you born 84 mm, that, that was very sweet <laughs> 81. 81 81 okay so she's in the middle of both of us <laughs> <laughs> um she's 35 36 and um she is like i think most famous for her work on bon appetit um but like her youtube so bon appetit's youtube channel was just like off the charts had a bunch of stuff Um, and she is one of the more successful ones. She's from St. Louis originally. She went to Harvard, um, and then McGill for her master's. But in between Harvard and McGill, she went to a French pastry school, um, in Paris. And she's just, yeah, she's just pretty cool and very talented and super smart. One of my favorite things about her, though, is that she explains cooking in such a way that she's not, like, dumbing it down, and she's not, you know, she's not patronizing if you don't understand, like, why you bloom yeast, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about. But, like, she's, like, very knowledgeable and really respectful about the audience and various levels of, um, of like, audience um, knowledge. So she's also adorable. And she is. She really is. I really like her. Yeah. I, I, okay, I like Secret. Come close. Okay. All right, I'm leaning close. Audience. Yeah. yeah. I was, like, this close. To messaging her on Instagram or like messaging her like team because I was like I'd love to have her on the pod and then anxiety just got the better of me so <laughs> I wish I'm gonna vow that. yeah before we because you're the bold because I, I I would just do it I would just be like oh hey what's up <laughs> like... I know but I think okay I'm gonna vow I'm gonna hold have our 
literally dozens, now hundreds of, of listeners. Worldwide. Hold me accountable. Worldwide. Yeah. South, South Africa. Africa. We know you're listening. South Africa. Welcome. Get at me. Who are you? I love yeah. it. Um, so I vow that if we do another Claire Safford's recipe, I will reach out to her and I won't be a huge fangirl, but I totally will. <laughs> um, so so she joined Bon Appetit in 2013 um, where she was a senior food editor and then she left in 2018. Um, but, you know, she returned as kind of like a, a freelance recipe developer and video host to do this like gourmet make stuff. Um, so she's done gourmet makes. She's done a gourmet version of Doritos, Twinkies, Gushers, Sour Patch Kids, Takis. Pop-Tarts, I saw. Pop-Tarts. So you've seen me recreate a lot of her stuff. So like yeah. I recreated her Pop-Tarts, her Ferrero Rochers, and her Hot Pockets. Um, they were so fun. And she's an incredible recipe developer because the other thing that I love about her is that she uses like maybe three or four different indicators. So she'll say like test your – like when you start smelling that you're – like pecans are roasted yeah. um, and have turned this like burnished brown color. And then when you break them apart, they look like gold and brown on the middle. So like three smell, yep. sight, sight, hearing, like yeah. just like using a bunch of different indicators. I think that is so helpful and kind of revolutionary for this pod because like Gordon Ramsay certainly isn't going to do that. Bobby Flay isn't going to do that. He's going to yell at you. So like, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, so for the, in the video for this recipe, um, mm-hmm. which I, I think you posted. Um, yep. Like, there's a point where she she makes kind of an aside. She's like, and, you know, don't go by just the time in a recipe. Like, because your, you know, your temperature versus my temperature, humidity, like, protein content of flour, all these different factors can vary, right? I also yep. really like that she's conscientious about uh, the differences for some of the things that we've actually talked about on this pod in, in the past, like different kosher salts have very, very different salt um, kind of intensity, right? Um, Salinity. Fl- I learned yeah. that word from her. Oh, there you go. You didn't learn Isn't that in chemistry? Good word? It is a great word, but you didn't learn that in chemistry. David, no. Did I, t- <laughs> I took, it was my like only A minus in high school. <laughs> Your only A minus. Uh, <laughs> no, I got more. I got more, everybody. I got more. <laughs> uh so you were you were all c's and you got one a minus and that was chemistry so yep good for you that's me <laughs> that's it um nerd uh so and she like we've talked about protein content right and so right um actually i received a, a question uh mm-hmm. for this recipe because you know it, it specifies bread flour right yes and so uh bread flour's protein content is is typically i think between uh 11 and 15 percent Going yep. off of memory, so, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And the I, th- I think it might have been our, our dear friend Kathy. Uh, she has King Arthur's all-purpose flour, and mm-hmm. King Arthur's is eleven eleven point seven percent. I'm also going off memory, but twelve point seven for bread flour. Right, exactly. So mm-hmm. their all-purpose flour is eleven point seven. So it falls. Oh, in interesting. The, it falls in the range of bread flour, right? Mm-hmm. And so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's, you know, she's going to try that out as opposed to making like an additional kind of shopping trip and, yeah. you know, and kind of see how that works. Because in theory, you know, because of the high protein content of King Arthur's, it, sh- it should be OK. But it would be interesting really to kind of do yeah. a, a side by side to test like their bread flour versus, you know, their all purpose. I, I actually probably could do that because I, I have both on hand. Um, so, OK, just like super quick. So. Bread flour v all-purpose flour. I think 
this quarantine is kind of like people's foray into bread flour. And I certainly had to learn this pretty quickly from um, a friend of mine who basically was like, the, the flour that you're using in Argentina, it doesn't have a enough, high enough protein level, mm-hmm. even though it's called bread flour. It's not sufficient. So what the high level of protein gives you is building gluten strands because that's the protein is gluten. Which and for so this you recipe, get, <laughs> right? You key. need you need the chew, and also it doesn't it absorbs more water. So bread flour absorbs more water, it makes it more porous, which allows you to have a higher rise. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna want a. I mean, I'll be fascinated to see what Kathy finds out um, because the other thing is like maybe she can knead it a little bit longer or like develop that. But I think the the rise won't be as tall as like a bread flour because and the bubbles like the the crumb won't be as airy because of the the hydration. And I think for that stretch that that we do in the in the one step, yeah. um, I feel like that's where it might kind of constrict a little bit more. It might be not mm-hmm. as like loosey goosey, um, which mm-hmm. is a technical baking term for those who want to look it up at home. Yeah, we've um, coined it here. Yeah, and so uh, <laughs> but yeah, it it, sh- it should be interesting. But um, yeah, but but that is just kind of going back to the original point. That mm-hmm. is something that Claire Savitz is really really good at. Right, we're basically yeah. You know, just pointing out that you need to use these indicators, like you need to pay attention um, and just kind of get in tune just as, as the cook, uh, you know, and, and just understand that the ingredients listed might be different than what you are actually using. And so um, so don't just go off of, well, it, you know, it said specifically this amount of time, um, you know, it, you might need to adjust a little bit. And that that comes with experience, you know, and that's not an easy yeah. thing for new people to get into. I mean, that's, you know, like the... The safety net of the recipe is is really important for new cooks. Um, I mean, so I'm that, gonna quote I'm gonna quote a brilliant man and just and say, me? yeah, uh, shouldn't the recipe just work? Yeah, a la a la yeah. bechamel. Yeah, you know, like we we struggle. What was my version? I had that the same. I was oh beef Wellington. My beef mm-hmm. Wellington wasn't cooking, and it's because my my poor mom's poor oven was broken. And, yeah. I, and I was like, "What well, the recipe should just work. And you're yeah. like, Grace. So, so genuinely, so, yeah. and this, this happens, I think a lot. If you, if you smell something, if you start yep. smelling like that little bit of char maybe, mm-hmm. or, you know, and, and you're still under time, trust your instincts, trust your nose and, and adjust, you know, don't. 100%. Yeah. You're, it's, you're much better served just even just checking on it, um, you know, yeah. and, and. Than just like letting it go because well the recipe said it should be another five minutes so I'm gonna wait because you might ruin dinner you know so right yeah, yeah I mean I think that I did that so I I have been on this endeavor of trying to make all of Claire Saffitt's um baked delicacies in baked her everything. cookbook um there are eighty nine we talked about this there are eighty nine mm-hmm. recipes I don't think I'm gonna do that but I but I've done there's only like twenty one savory ones is that right something like that yeah like fifteen I've done yeah, four. Do those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I will. There. I'll do them. I'll do them with you. Um, but I overcooked the banana bread and I overcooked the um, ginger, like the molasses cookies that mm. are kind of like ginger snaps and molasses cookies. And I was so pissed because I made ginger snaps, but they're supposed to be chewy. And I was like, damn yeah, it. And I, I, I cooked them to her specifications, but I didn't trust myself. And like with the banana bread, I overcooked it by five minutes. With these cookies, I overcooked them by like three and it really was maybe like the spot in the oven that I had put it, blah, blah, blah. Like, and the other thing that I love about this um, cookbook and, and her recipes is that she specifies what rack to put them in. Like she's very mm-hmm. clear, like you want to put them in the, this middle rack. You want to put them on the top and bottom. So we're going to rotate mm-hmm. for this reason. Yep. So I think I think the, the moral of the story is that 
Claire Saffitz is an incredibly transparent chef. And, like, she respects her audience and she knows that we can handle the science behind it. She's not Mm -hmm. trying to, like, you know, obfuscate some of the, like, rationale behind, like, yeast or bread flour or whatever. She's, like, straight up. There you go. Yeah. So, like, I mean, this is, like, my perfect foil to um, Gordon Ramsay and Bobby Flay because it's, like, (laughs) there is no conspiracy here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah although I, it, in in uh in mr robert flavor's defense i will say that robert uh, flavor <laughs> like his recipe does give a lot of that reasoning behind mm. right so um he, right. he is very particular that. but he he does at least give the rationale behind it um i did I mention that. I, I was think, thinking more about the yeah yeah i i did mention i think during that episode um about but as you're talking i'm I, i'm thinking about someone in particular but alton brown I feel like is is kind of the the originator of of, of yep. a lot of this where like that that science that you know maybe a little bit talking down because it, maybe it's a little mm-hmm. bit more highbrow I think um, but it's I that's what drew me in you know that like that approach where I was just like wait a minute you're giving me kind of like data and and analysis and mm-hmm. and testing and all this fun stuff that I just like love because I'm a dork. Um, and and good food on top of that, like, and you're giving me right. the reasoning why like different things work and different things don't, and so, um, so yeah, so I really I like her approach so much. Um, I think the results kind of speak for themselves, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and so um, yeah, let's get into it. So, um, like, I have to take you to school for a second because I want to tell you what focaccia means. Focaccia comes from uh, ancient Rome, panis focaccius, which is a flatbread ba- baked on the hearth. Focus, the Latin word for focus, what it's what it comes from, is hearth or place for baking. It's hearth <laughs> I just bread. thought that was just hearth, bread. hearth bread because yeah. you don't need you don't like really need like a loaf or whatever. You just can kind of yeah. like throw it throw it down. Um, so that that was very interesting. <laughs> it is um, very different. Nice. Different parts of in- Italy do um, different flavors of focaccia, including sweet focaccia, which we'll talk about. So. Yeah, we will. Um, the accessible recipe for focaccia bread is the one on Bon Appetit from 2018. I have her, um, the cook, the dessert person, her cookbook version right here, um, just to like acknowledge that the um, the proportions are the same. Um, the but so like for the Bon Appetit one, it's 850 grams of bread flour. For her book cookbook, it's 780 grams. So, so let's actually, let's talk about weight, um, with flour for a little bit. Oh Um, yeah. As opposed to volume. Yeah. So this is something that I I also think is really, um, kind of maybe intimidating, but just not, I guess, uh, what a lot of new chefs or bakers will really kind of think about is Mm -hmm. using weight as your default, as opposed Mm -hmm. to volume because especially for like american recipes everything is just x cups of flour right right so um the because of the nature of something like flour you know if you measure out and you you could do this at home just for a fun little weekend activity get the kids you know tell them (laughs) we're gonna do something fun we're basically basically gonna weigh flour you're not getting cookies at the end you're just learning (laughs) And We're learning sorry. is yeah. learning. Learning is your cookie. So enjoy it. <laughs> um, and it's a good metaphor for the rest of your working life. Little uh, Gracie is like, okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you weigh, if you took a cup of flour, filled it up 
and poured it uh, into a bowl that's, you know, um, on, a, on a kitchen scale that's been teared. Like, you will see, if you do that a few times, the weight will change mm-hmm. fairly dramatically um, kind of throughout. And it's yeah. going to be very inconsistent. And if you just think about the nature of, of baking, because it is chemistry and it is just, you know, very precise, that all kind of adds up, you know. And so when you can, definitely default to weight as opposed to volume, just because you will be kind of shocked at, like, the differences. And, and yeah, you know, it, it kind of goes to what we were saying before about, you know, the your one cup of flour might not be the same as mine. Well, if you weigh it out, it, it's going to be a hell of a lot closer. Yeah. So. 100 grams um, is 100 grams everywhere. Yeah. So, well, and so just based yeah. on what you just said, so 100 grams is 100 grams. So what you're saying is 100 grams is not 800 grams, correct? Like it's it's clearly not the same, right? It's like eight times as much. Is this a trap? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's 100% a trap. So, uh, <laughs> so based on the, you know, just the fraction of that, so 15 minutes is not the same as two hours is what you're saying, right? Because mm-hmm. one, that's one eighth as well, right? So why uh, last week did you lie to our listeners <gasps> and say that you went two hours out of your way oh, for Ben's <laughs> favorite restaurant <laughs> when in reality, and I've seen the map, in reality, it was 15 minutes. 15 minutes. And I, I do want to thank that like, so our fact-checking team did reach out to me about this and basically point out that it was completely, completely misrepresented and it was not, not two hours. So I just, just kind of curious if we're saying that. We've got two options. We've got two options. Louie yeah. can pick to see which one. One, I didn't know. Two, I'm Irish and we like to tell stories that are better stories than uh, what the reality is. Okay. All right. You got two options. <laughs> I, I prefer the second option because the first option kind of indicates you can't tell time. So yeah. <laughs> I, think the, I think the second option is better. And it's more fun anyway. But I made a promise I mean, that we would you're going to learn this. this. <laughs> Everyone's going to. I know. You're a very good friend. Everyone's going to learn very quickly that I am an exaggerator. Um, not me. I am not prone to hyperbole at all. <laughs> Exactly. No, um, I am an exaggerator and I fucking thought I thought it was a better story. It was a better story. But what's scary is how naturally you did. You went to it because I I just I asked you a question you did not know was coming. And you you immediately were like, Dave, we just drove two hours (laughs) and then immediately. Well, no. So so here's the thing. I okay. I like knew that in my like the reality, like it's a better story. But I also didn't realize it was only 15 minutes. Like, that's where, like, I, like, I, like little, it took fucking I'm embarrassed. <laughs> no, it just was, it was two days of travel. So two days is two days. Yeah, it all But, blends. like, it all blends. But, no, honestly, I, hand to God, like, I don't, I didn't believe, <laughs> I didn't know that it was only 15 minutes. Probably less, right? Like, didn't he show? Because, like, you have to go through New York on the other way. Um, I honestly didn't know it was only 15 minutes. So, yes, I am embarrassed about that. The the ease by which I exaggerated the story, I thought I was only going, like, an hour, extra hour over. Um, this is, no, this this is, is funny be because... one of those Easter eggs, too, where Jess is going to be outraged when she hears me, of all people, <laughs> <laughs> criticizing somebody for exaggerating slightly. Um, it's a better story no honestly though i only thought it was i only thought it was an hour like i didn't know that it was only 15 minutes uh less us Um, receiving the message uh, from our fact checking team 
um, which, first of all, it took 10 episodes for them to find anything wrong. So that's that's great. Um, but that was such a delightful moment because immediately in my head, I was just like, how am I going to work a one-eighth reference in the minute? I was like, oh, wait, we're doing a baking episode. Oh, wait, easy. we're doing a baking episode. <laughs> I was like, it's really the easiest thing grams. in the world. <laughs> it was actually a long road, too, because you did 100 grams. It's 100 grams. It's not 800 grams. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. God, what is this? I mean, everything um, else was, okay. was was legit. Do do way. <laughs> but there might have been an ulterior motive behind that whole I'm going to start reading recipe things. Okay. Um, so here's – okay. So I'm just going to read the little blurb. Aren't you so glad that there's no, like – Oh, my husband has gout and my kids are in Montessori school mm-hmm. and this is all my feel. Yeah, so happy about that. Okay. <laughs> Nothing against gout uh, or Montessori, but. No, I'm pro <laughs> I'm, Montessori. I'm pro anti-gout. Anti-gout, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, hey, fun fact. I played gout, the the concept, oh the God. disease of gout in the in my fifth grade class's <laughs> production of Frankly Franklin. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> um i'm gonna send this episode to the girl who played miss silence do good which is the letters that he wrote um because i swear that this like this set this set the path for am i drunk right now i might be i hope so this set the path for my um my performance where i was always either like a bad guy or like the f- comic relief and not the star because i tried out Did, for silence like do good. like here like with us you're the bad yes, guy i'm the villain no i had to dress up in a i wore um a green hula skirt like a neon green hula skirt around my head and around my body and i had to haunt oh my god my the friend george of- <laughs> Yeah, I had to haunt my friend George, who played Ben Franklin, and haunt him on stage, and then I killed him. Oh my god! Can you die from gout? Is that is it? He died from gout. Really? <laughs> is that, that's, I feel like I feel like that was just kind of shitty, uh, like coroner. Oh no, work. or um, syphilis. <laughs> yeah, those are two very different things. We <laughs> are you misremembering that? Like, were you actually syphilis, and and now you're trying no, to exaggerate and say you're gout? I was gout because I had a prestigious song. disease. You no, oh my okay, a... <laughs> okay. So every episode, we just inadvertently will come across whatever the blooper ends up being, uh, and it's it's, it's is it is always too. it's very organic, <laughs> like it just happens, right? One hundred percent, you will be singing that song, and that will be the blooper at the end of this. Hold on, because... I have to find it. I don't All remember right. what it was called. And Frankly, for any... Frank. <laughs> for anybody who may have a video recording. Of this fifth grade play, I Arlington, Massachusetts. Okay, Arlington, Massachusetts, two thousand. Yeah, Thompson Elementary. I was Gout with George (laughs) or Ibram. I can't remember. Um, but um, Frankly Franklin was the name of the play, and I played Gout. Oh my god, I want to see this so badly. Frankly Franklin, two part singers edition. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, what is the score? Let's find the score and see if I can just, no, I don't know. All right. I don't have it. I remember like, frankly, Franklin, you're not very smart. Who do you think would take the silly plan of yours to heart? (laughs) England thinks you're crazy. And frankly, so do we. You're frankly, Franklin, a lousy referee. Frankly, Franklin. There we go. I did it. But that's not my song. I I was like, that's not gout singing. (laughs) Miss Silence, do good. Yeah, okay. I will figure it out. Incredible. Aren't you glad? I'm crying, right? (laughs) Oh, I am so delighted. Because you, you and I have talked about musical theater so much for what over, like five years <laughs> yeah 
and the fact that this is the first time that I'm hearing about this, um, and that we've also, crazily enough, we talked about gout like nonstop too. So, um, <laughs> not really, but uh, the fact that this is coming up just randomly uh, with a live mic is just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> We've already been talking for 35 minutes. You're a mean one, Mr. Yeah. Gout. <laughs> I was I was literally like like I would like creep on stage oh and like God. poke he would like be sitting down, I'd be like poke behind his like chair and like say a line and I can't remember the line. I also just love the concept <laughs> of like a child first of all a child playing gout, but also just like like <laughs> play production wise like introducing gout like naturally <laughs> and having a, okay. a kid in a I have, a, skirt. I have a confession <laughs> though because i don't think that i don't think that frankly franklin had gout in its production i think oh my god i don't i almost think just spit beer I, all over an expensive computer i think so. i think because i didn't get miss silence do good i think they made a role for me <laughs> they, they're just like uh okay what can she play uh gout uh, gout <laughs> oh god Oh, Dave. Are you finding something out that's a, a harsh no, realization just, right now? I'm just, like, s- kind of sad. Oh, I'm man. I'm kind of sad. Oh, this my is great. God. Okay, well, I have to go take I don't a even little... care what we're doing here for the rest of the episode. <laughs> I'm just fine. We can end it here. So the no, scotch is on. good. If the scotch is good, make it. Make it. Um, no. Sharpen I your knives. Create your oven. See your... <laughs> Hold on. I have to go to my... I'm sorry. I have to go to my work library. Um, online to see if I can get this this whole score. I have to know. I ha- Oh no, it's unavailable. <laughs> oh, oh no. Okay. Um. Well, this is going to be a hilarious. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call. Who calls? Please. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna DM my friend Brittany, who played Miss Silence Do Good, who fucking got it from me. Damn nice. it. Um. And no, she's incredible. She's an incredible singer. Uh, but I'm going to center this episode and I'm going to say, do you know what happened to Frankly Franklin and why I was gout <laughs> in fifth grade? Uh, um, and also, right. do you know that you derailed my hopes and dreams of, of yeah. Starda? <laughs> we will also, I'll work on our side, like with all of our musical theater contacts to basically find out if anyone has any idea of if whether or not there actually was a gout. <laughs> like, so was brutal. It cut? Um, so frankly, Franklin, Franklin, th- that's Sondheim, right? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like Mary Burbage <laughs> or whatever. Um, okay, our focaccia has a moist but airy crumbs. <laughs> um, uh, bottom, uh, ultra crunchy top and bottom crust, thanks to a generous amount of olive oil in the pan and on top of the dough. If you don't already have an eighteen by thirteen half sheet pan, we re- recommend getting one for the recipe. Hey, I did. Guess what? Yeah. You did? Yeah, I did. So you're about to say, hey, guess what? You can you can use two quarter sheets, right? Oh well, I have two I have two I have two things to say. You go first about your eighteen by thirteen. Okay. So I I kind of was just like, you know what? I've I've wanted sweaty, by the way. I'm like I'm like I'm like purple. I'm so embarrassed. You keep talking, I'm gonna keep searching. Yeah. (laughs) I can't (laughs) I I cannot wait until like we have this video content on our OnlyPans site. Uh, oh because... yeah sorry guys uh <laughs> follow us on uh hashtag only pants uh... <laughs> um that's where you get the the exclusive video content so mm-hmm. um so i i got it because a i've i've wanted to get more like baking sheets cooking sheets and and um 
for a while and I was like, oh, this is kind of a good excuse. But B, this is not like at first glance, this is not kind of like an easily adjustable recipe um, unless you're like are you want to divide completely in half. Right. And just use exactly. a quarter sheet. Right. Yep. So that's that's yep. fine. Um, and I was like, oh, I, I probably could just do the two quarter sheets. But she kind of makes such a, like an emphasis about it in the recipe. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to I'm committed to to this i've you know i've invested my life savings in this podcast and so i might as well just yep, go that's it <laughs> that's it um hence the production <laughs> quality uh <laughs> like that one episode where i sounded like i was wearing a motorcycle helmet the entire time you um, were underwater Be i gen- was drowning Be more generous <laughs> exactly um yeah so i i just i bought a a, a new half sheet and it's it was nice. great i mean i was actually really happy to to use it and i've kind of like it's now like my special focaccia half sheet because i'm yeah. like i'm not using it for anything else i'm just going to be using it for this delightful recipe uh here's a little preview repeatability for me it's gonna be a five so there you go so okay <laughs> so i lived in an apartment in a european style apartment where there was an oven that looked like maybe easy a bake. brownie easy bake Easy yeah. bake, Polly Pocket. Like if you splurge for like the fancy Easy Bake, like just slightly bigger than the normal Easy Bake, that's what it looked like. Um, splurging is an interesting word because there's literally only one screw adhering it or affixing it, it, it to the wall. Mm-hmm. So when we had our like checkout from the government, like looking like, oh, how did everything go these past two years? We were like, ha, 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 <laughs> yeah. look at my oven. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, um, so I started doing this focaccia recipe about a year ago and like loved the um. May- Oh, almost two because of yeah, it was twenty nineteen. Yeah. So, um, I loved how basically I only had a I had like a eleven by nine nine by eleven um, Pyrex baked uh, brownie pan kind mm-hmm. of thing like a casserole pan, and I was like, Ooh, this is kind of risky, but this is the best I got. Maybe I'll cook it longer. So I did it, put it in that, and we kind of realized that we really liked the the height of it in the in the brownie pan because yeah. then we started making sandwiches with it. Ooh, yeah. It was yeah. so good. So here's the thing. One of our viewers sent it – viewers. Whoa. <laughs> One of our listeners sent in a, uh, a picture, and they actually did it in two nine-inch cake pans. So this yeah. is, like, super-duper versatile. The other thing that I saw online was a cast iron. Yeah, and then I just sent you from another listener. Yes. They did it in a spring form. Spring form. Yeah. That's so smart. Is it, though? Because there's a lot of hot oil, and spring form is not completely enclosed. And spoiler alert, somebody may have burned their foot. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 my my the reason I think that that's brilliant is because um the first few times that I made this I didn't put enough oil in the pan so it didn't it come out sticky. as quickly. Yeah. It can be super sticky. So you have to. She says like, what does she say? Like, um, uh, frankly, Franklin, frankly. <laughs> so if you if you do springform, I would highly recommend putting the springform pan on a baking sheet, a cookie sheet. Yeah. Like, just do it. Do it that way. And then this way, if oil is seeping out, you're not going to burn your precious little foot and yeah. you'll, you'll be okay because no one wants that, right? No, we don't want any, we don't want any like liability insurance for this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. No, I think the other thing is like you would have to then, yeah. And then of course, please like open it uh, on, on the cookie sheet as well. Yeah, so you yeah. Can open, yeah, like there, we don't want any flinging hot oil. Yeah. I think that that's brilliant though because of how sticky it gets. So she says like three tablespoons in the bottom of the pan, I just kind of like glugged my 
like glugged my heart out and it was just yeah. like go 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 like it's a lot of oil you want a lot of oil so let me just quickly go through the ingredients because it's so fast you've got six and a quarter cups of bread flour or 850 grams do two and grams. a quarter teaspoon what did i say no i'm just saying do, do the, the grams, grams. Do, the, do the yeah sorry do the grams for sure the other thing that i love about grams is that you only really need to dirty like one pan like one bowl like mm-hmm. you're not dirtying yeah. like cups and like whatever and then you do um, two and a quarter teaspoons of active dry yeast from one quarter ounce packet. So like you go and you get a grocery, you go to the grocery store and you go to the baking section, and you buy a packet, buy multiple packets just to be safe. And that's going to be one packet. Um, pinch Although I do, I do recommend if you can get yeast in like a larger like bag. A yeah. And yeah. uh, that's, it's just, if you're going to be baking, if you're going to be, you know, it just makes it so much easier just to have that on hand. Yeah, for sure. I don't know how how often people. Yeah, it, it like I would love to hear from people if this was their first foray into yeast because it was for me a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, one, yeah. And I I learned really quickly. So let me just like have a little tangent on yeast. So I've been talking to a lot of people, a lot of our listeners, a lot of my family who basically say like, "Honey, I'm I love honey. My this is my <laughs> this is this is my mom's voice." <laughs> Honey, I love that you're proud of like your your cooks and stuff, and your baking is really great. Blah blah blah. Toot my own horn. Frankly, Frank, it was all it was all the the practice from Frankly. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So proud of your cooks and stuff? Is that what that you bakes want? cooks? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> proud of your bakes, honey. Comma. I'm honey. proud of your bakes. Um, but I'm not doing this. And I was like, oh, mm. why not? Like I'm like, you know, take the opportunity. You're gonna, you know, curiosity. Blah blah. But I think it is really like the final frontier for a lot of people at home because it is. Alive. It's alive, right? Like you conceptually And it's make or break. And it's make or break. And like, it's make I mean, or break. Like if your if your yeast doesn't react, if you don't get that going from the start, again or you should you start. Overproof you should, it. Yeah, you should start over. But mm-hmm. um but that is like it's gonna dictate like the texture which dictates the the flavor and enjoyment, like everything, yeah. like the cooking time. Like so much is based off of that first thing, and that's that's super intimidating. And then the water temperature thing is an, is another thing where I feel like people yeah. are like, like I don't know what 110 degrees is, you know? Um, yeah, I did, and you have a good tip. Yeah, I, I yeah I gave this tip in the past. Um, I'm positive everybody listening right now has listened to every single episode and remembered every single thing that I've said. But uh. just in case, um, the I I never actually measure the temperature of of the water because. I just put the water on hot, get it, you know, hot, and you hold your hand underneath it. And basically when your hand kind of stings a little bit, but you can still kind of keep it there. Don't burn yourself. Please don't burn yourself. But when you get that, like a little bit of that, like that sting tingle, that's pretty much 110 degrees right around yep. there. And then that's perfect time to just kind of put put it in the measuring cup and then you should be good to go. Yeah. So with yeast too, I think it's fascinating. So I've tried to like con- like reframe the perception of yeast as like another leavening agent so you've got baking powder baking soda and let's just pretend yeast yeah and so yeast active dry yeast is kind of like coated each little individual yeast granule is coated in an agent that is like dehydrated so you want to proof your yeast if it's active dry if it's instant and dry then you don't necessarily need to do this but i'm just talking about like your first foray into yeast and it's usually Mm -hmm. active dry so This is actually step two, but since we're talking about it, she says stir yeast, uh, the pinch of sugar, and half a cup of warm water. So, like, between 100 and 110. You don't want it any hotter because it'll kill the yeast. 
Um, you stir it with a fork in a small bowl to dissolve. Sit until yeast is foamy about five minutes. And like, yeah. if it, so here's the thing. If it doesn't get super foamy, you're probably still okay. Like usually you just don't want it to look flat, like flat water. Yeah, exactly. If there's bubbles in there, you're pretty safe. Yeah. And if it is, I honestly, think... if it is flat, one of probably two different things happened. Either you, uh, you forgot to add the sugar or the honey or whatever the, the food, food. is for the yeast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or two, your yeast is dead and it, it probably expired. Or three, and... the water was too hot because I I yeah. killed my yeast the first time I made my, my focaccia. I Aww. I killed it and I was really mm. sad. So I, yeah. Um, but I think, I think honestly, yeast is one of those intimidating things. And I really do want people to just like try it. And a lot of, you know, a lot of our feedback has, from listeners has been like, it's intimidating. It's intimidating to make bread. It's intimidating yeah. to use yeast. But again, it's the payoff is so huge. It's great. Yeah. When you have when you have this this payoff, it's incredible. So um, the first step, though, is actually a really interesting step in bread making. You combine flour and two and a half cups of room temperature water in the bowl of a stand mixer fitted with the dough hook. You mix that on speed, scraping that. Or, well, you mix that on. You mix that on low speed, scraping down the sides. And hook as needed to incorporate any dry flour until a shaggy dough forms. So shaggy dough is kind of like ambiguous, but you're making a shaggy kind of like PC, you know, mass, but the flour isn't necessarily all combined. Um, and then you remove the dough hook and cover this with plastic to kind of like if you if anybody has ever made um, sourdough, this is kind of like an auto lease. Basically, you're like com- you're getting your flour and your water to know each other. So that the Aww. flour starts absorbing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sweet way to put it. Yeah. You get them to like, you know, absorb some of the water and get it hydrated before you start agitating it and and mixing it with the hook. Then you add your yeast mixture. mixture. Then you add the salt. The other thing about salt is you want to add that after you add your yeast always because yeah. you don't want to kill your yeast. So if you poured on your yeast and then sprinkled on the salt, you would kill the yeast with the salt because it's a dehydrator it's, and it, yep, yeah. It's a pH balance issue there too. And so. Yeah. Um, and then you mix the hell out of it about five minutes. So. Yeah. Is this the step where there's so much liquid in the mixture that mm-hmm. mixing is actually kind of really, you have to be kind of careful here. Yeah. Because if you go too high with your speed, which which really, frankly, is even like on low speed, you might mm-hmm. be flying, flinging like water everywhere. Yeasty water that, everywhere. Yeasty yeah, water, like which sugar. Yeah. Yeah, and which is really problematic because you're really kind of there's no way to really adjust from there. Like you don't know well how much yeast just kind of flew lost. out of my. Yeah. That's a good point. I would so, have added. In so a, make sure to be completely honest. Yeah, I would have added an entire packet more. And an entire, like, I would have redone it. Yeah, to start over from scratch. These. But so yeah. the, the best way to do it, though, just go really, really slow with the speed. Um, if you think, if you have, like, a stir level, start there. Uh, yeah. Make sure it gets incorporated first. And then you can start increasing because otherwise water, yeasty water is going to be flying all over the place. Yeah, exactly. She says pulse mixer on and off a couple times at the very beginning to prevent liquid from splashing over the sides, yeah. which is legit. Like, you don't want to do that. And then you add the salt. Um, okay. Uh, blah, blah, blah. pour three tablespoons oil into a large preferably glass bowl so you can see the the growth of the bulk ferment um scrape and dough I, like everybody can read their the steps themselves but basically like if using a glass bowl it's helpful to mark the position of the dough at the beginning so you can accurately assess the rise a dry erase marker or per- piece of tape works i love doing that yeah 
Those are really good tips. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Um, and then you, you know, prepare your sheet pan, drizzle two tablespoons of oil. Sorry, two tablespoons. Um, honestly, I'd say double it. Uh, go buck wild with your oil. <laughs> You're, there's no such thing as too, too much oil. I mean, maybe there is. Mm-hmm. I would say like two, three, four tablespoons. Um, because I have to say, I went a little nutsy. I went a little, let's say, loosey-goosey with my oil for my Pyrex, and it was incredible. It was, like came out so quickly. It was great. So we, we've talked in the past about using different like um, kind of qualities or levels of, of quality for olive oil. And I wrestled mm-hmm. with this recipe. Do I use like my kind of really good fancy olive oil, or do I use more yes. of kind of my, my, my in the middle? Um, ultimately, I went with the in the middle with the fancy for the top um kind of just oh i love that idea yeah yeah because the the what this step is doing is more of that frying that we're talking about right and so while it is adding a lot of flavor you know ultimately i felt that the the topping it off with the kind of better olive oil so here are the things that you want to look out for extra virgin olive oil is what you want cold pressed and um you want them you want to see that it's not expired so Mm -hmm. olive oil is not wine i have fallen into this trap where I've been like, ooh, you know, we went to Croatia and we got super fancy olive oil and that was three years ago, four years ago. That's not good anymore. You want to, you want to, it's going to, you need to throw it away. It doesn't get better with age. You're going to have rancid olive oil. So if you want to learn more about olive oil, watch my girl Samin, watch Mm -hmm. the fat episode of Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. She talks a lot about olive oil and these are the things you want to look out for. Cold pressed, extra virgin, not expired. The other thing, I think California Olive Ranch is pretty good. Oh, green bottles are good, not plastic. Mm-hmm. You don't want plastic. You want um, a green or, um, yeah, a green glass or, bottle. Or, or, me- or metal, like if you're getting stuff from Oh, yeah, like a Nona. All my, yeah. yeah. All my stuff is, is kind of in metal, what looks like Perfect. a paint can. Yeah. Like paint yeah. dinner can. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, you do your first, you do your first rise two, two, three hours. You want it to be doubled. Then you punch it down and you put it into the prepared sheet pan. It's gonna, it's gonna like spring back from the sides of the pan. It's not gonna perfectly fit into the eight by thirteen. You're gonna need to let it relax because the gluten has been agitated and it's growing. And then you just punched it down and you've been manipulating the gluten. And so it's going to be like kind of shocked. You want it to relax. So then you let it relax and you can push it into the edges. But before you do that, you need to do a series of coil folds. So you like you pick up by, let's say, east and west of the sheet pan. You pick it up and you let the north and south parts of the of the bread kind of fold onto each other. And And you're picking up at the equator, essentially. Yeah, you pick it up at the equator, you let the poles kind of fold onto each other, you flip it, you turn it 90 degrees, and so you're you're holding the poles, and you lift it up again, and so you're, then you let the equator fall onto itself. It's, I would, again, just watch the YouTube video, mm-hmm. she's incredible at showing you what to do. Now, we did um, say, so it's, you, you said two to three hours, which is, you know, part of the recipe, but really, like, this this could go overnight. Uh, oh, that's the bulk full. That was the bulk. That oh, was the okay, first gotcha, rise. gotcha. This is the second rise. So the second rise is again like I've made it multiple times where I did a four hour rest 
in the free in the the garage <laughs> in New England. So cold. Um mm-hmm. and it didn't come out with that like super bubbly crust, but it was delicious. Basically, I made pizza. Mm. Which Great. not bad. Eh? Not bad, delicious, whatever. My recommendation is when after you do the the first bulk fo- bulk ferment, you do your folds, then you're ready to have it ferment overnight. I would let it do 8 to 24 like she yeah. says. The longer you go, so time equals flavor for sourdough and any bread. And then the other thing is that it'll give you more, it'll give it the the yeast more time to eat the, you know, the gluten and the, and the sugar, the pinch of sugar and whatever, you know, like, so the bread sugars and the sugar sugars. And then you'll get lots of crinkly, crackly crust. It's delicious and worth it. This is another thing about bread making. You have to be forward thinking. You have to, you, mm-hmm. a lot of times you can't, I mean, there are plenty of like day of breads, but a lot of time if you're like, oh, why didn't my bread turn out? It's because maybe you didn't let it ferment long enough. Yeah. So there's, you have to appreciate the slow rise, the slow ferment, cold ferment in the fridge. It's, I do it for my bagels, for my sourdough and for my focaccia, 100%. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, get it ready. Do the toppings, <laughs> take it out the next day, <laughs> place a rack in the center of the oven for, to 450, which is probably higher than a lot of people have ever taken their oven before. Get ready. Mm. Um, and then remove plastic, drizzle dough den- generously with more oil. And then she does sea salt, like flaky salt, and then bake it. Let's talk about toppings. Yes. All right. So I challenged everybody last time about, you know, this kind of works perfectly with like four quadrants. And, you know, you could try the different toppings. So uh, she has in the recipe kind of, uh, you know, one, you know, there's a garlic um, uh, combination topping that with, you know, garlic and rosemary, chopped rosemary, um, you know, uh, crushed red pepper is an option. Uh, this, this is a palette that you can basically use to your heart's content. And so when I did it, um, I did four different sections. Uh, one of which was just olive oil and and salt, right? Um, one of which was, I've talked in the past where, uh, I take fresh rosemary and I basically grind it up. So it becomes almost this like like mossy type consistency. And so it was just, it was just kind of this rosemary and then olive oil and salt. Um, one was, uh, thinly sliced shallots. And what I will say is because, because the olive oil, you're, you're cooking at a very high temperature and the olive oil on top is basically going to be frying kind of whatever's on top. It, you don't have to slice as thinly as maybe you would normally for some do for something like this, because, um, it's going to be more likely to burn because of, you know, the, the cooking time and the temperature and everything. So you may want to actually cut like a little bit thicker. Uh, my shallots, my shallots held up pretty well. For the fourth section, I did uh, garlic slices and and chopped rosemary. And while the garlic crisped up really nicely, I feel like any bit longer, like another minute or so, and that was going to start to char or burn a little bit. And, and burnt garlic is is not not good to eat. So um, luckily for me, it was it worked out really well. But you can do all sorts of things here. Uh, so Grace, you tried some different yeah things. So my recommendation is kind of the, like, I like to, you know, while my focaccia is resting before, like, to basically take it out of the fridge, have bring it to room temperature before you put it in the oven. Um, I While I'm having it do that kind of, like, second 
third-ish, like, mm-hmm. proof almost, getting to room temp. I throw, um, I take a head of garlic and I cut it down the equator and I drizzle it with olive oil, salt, and pepper. And I wrap it in tin foil and I put it in the oven at 450. So it's hot as hell. And I just put it in there for, like, 30 minutes. Matt, like, it's a long time and you're going to... Trust your nose. I probably mm-hmm. like around 20 minutes. It depends on how roasted you want it. But basically, I'll take it out and I'll goosh the little, like, the roasted heads of mm-hmm. um, bulbs. garlic out and little bulbs. And you can just kind of smush it out and it's super satisfying. And break it apart and then paint it with your finger. Like, you just kind of, like, drag your fingers over the top of the focaccia and you have roasted garlic, like, mm-hmm. kind of pulp. Like, it's yeah. it's like a... It's so good. And then I, I am fine with kind of the like piney um, rosemary. And then I do that. Um, and then I do my big, my fancy olive oil, AKA California olive ranch. <laughs> and then I do Malden um, flaky salt. That is my go-to hundred percent of the time to be sassy. I did her purple, purple potato focaccia topping. And basically it's purple potatoes, shallots, um, Black pepper and salt. She recommends chives. I didn't have chives, so I just did it without that. And you you basically, like, tend to your potatoes where you soak them, get them kind of pliable. You slice them super, super, super thin um, with a mandolin, a, a mandalorian, or <laughs> not a mandalorian, a mandolin. Mm. Um, you slice them super thin, and then you, like, soak them, whatever, whatever. But basically... The potatoes are incredibly thin, have kind of been soaked, get the starchiness out, and you lay them on top of the focaccia with the olive oil, salt, and pepper. And I swear to God, like, yeah. it was, it like, the first bite I had, I was like, potatoes, like, of course potatoes are delicious, but mm-hmm. potatoes on a pizza, or potatoes on a focaccia, um, it tasted like French, French fries. Uh, <laughs> that was like, that was like the first, like, oh my God, yeah. like, sense memory yeah, yeah. I had it was like like fancy ass french fries <laughs> because it's got like that it was kind of fried in the oil yeah it's got super salty it was so good and so like like luscious oh mm. so mm. like a good a good like like texture on top you've got the the other thing that i think is really interesting and i'll post post a picture of this is you can see the the delineation between the potato and the normal because the potato was so blonde in terms of baking like it didn't it didn't crisp up as much because mm-hmm. you've got a lot of moisture from that yeah and then the the yeah so i did both toppings and i can say it's like yeah worth and the, then, yeah and then we had uh one of our listeners uh a friend of mine made this and went with some sweet toppings and I was really, really intrigued at how, about how this would turn out. And so, uh, she went with cinnamon, sugar, and cardamom. All right. So really great combination there. Um, and it looks incredible. Uh, you know, she said that it's, it's really fantastic. She's made this before. She's made the recipe before with like regular normal, right? So she had a good comparison. Mm -hmm. Um, she thinks that this is actually kind of better because, you know, it's still savory, basically from the way that the dough and olive oil uh, works, but the the spices and the, that subtle sweetness, um, you know, from the additional sugar on top and the cinnamon and everything, is is really just fantastic. And so, um, yeah, it's it'll be interesting. Um, I really want to try this, and then also think 100%. about like, yeah, manipulating the dough a little bit too, like maybe adding, you know, either some cinnamon or or uh, like something to the dough to kind of just increase that that flavor that you get from going in a different Cocoa direction powder. as opposed to 
Yeah. So I've thought about a few different things. So cocoa powder was one of them because I'm, I, I'll probably try at some point adding sugar, but I'm, I'm concerned about like what that might do just in terms of the rises yeah. and everything. And so it's kind of um, wet. Yeah. Sugar so cocoa is powder, like usually a cinnamon, wet, yeah. like those were some of the things I was initially thinking about, uh, you know, yeah. but I, yeah, this is, it's, it's really, really interesting. And then, um, she did note for me too that it's since it is like kind of subtly sweet, it's almost like a really good like breakfast type bread. Mm. And for for someone like me who's not like a huge sweets guy, it seems kind of kind of perfect, you know. So yeah, um, yeah. I think I think focaccia is like so. If you kind of like reframe it as like it's just kind of like a dough, you know, and you can either make it sweet or savory. So I've seen. I think I mentioned last week like you. I've seen like peaches on focaccia. I've seen um, a chocolate focaccia with a dulce de leche like drizzle mm -hmm. from one of the Argentine chefs that I follow. It's like, that's pretty bold. Like we should try yeah. it. So um, it is this, this recipe is so reliably good and safe that you can go crazy pants. So yeah. Maddie from Booth Bourguignon, she, um, she made a, rosemary for one in her nine inch cake um, mm -hmm. cake pans and then kalamata olives and anchovies in the other which i think is so some interesting some stank yeah um so i thought that was really interesting um in like with my family in boston we made it with where we kind of did a focaccia garden where we like basically did a bunch of like ornate like veggies and stuff we we squeeze the the liquid out of a lot of them you want to make them super dry because you don't yeah. want to add more you want it to crisp in the oven yeah so if you're gonna do something kind of fun and do like a focaccia garden or something like interesting on top where there's a lot of surface area covered you're not going to get the crisp which is fine you're just just like let just know that ahead of time like don't worry about it yeah so i okay of course i'm obsessed with claire saffitz of course i'm obsessed with this focaccia i am Really excited to hear about your ranking, your rating, because I think I'm biased and my rating is blind because, you know, or mm -hmm. not blind, but like um, mine is dumb because I'm just so obsessed with her. So <laughs> I want you to go first and bring me back to earth and then and then we'll do sure. it. Sure. So, I mean, I so I, I love it. Right. It's it's delicious. Um, it's uh, it, it's so versatile and, and what you can do again, it you know. Um, somebody very smart earlier, I think, said palate. It's a good palate for, for stuff. I think it might have been you. It might have been somebody no, else. No, Brad. Um, whatever. And <laughs> so, <laughs> shut up. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I mean, this is the type of thing where if you can devote like the time to kind of do it, and it's it is worth the time. Trust me, it is it is worth the time. And have fun, like get creative. This that was the whole point of me like telling people just to try some new stuff because. Like we've heard some new ideas, which is fantastic and, and, and awesome. Yeah. And, and but this is the type of thing where like, you know, if you're having if you're having people over, you know, it's kind of like a, a different way of doing like a pizza party, make your own pizza party. Like, you know, yep. you can all kind of dress this in different ways um, and come up with some really interesting, fun, delicious yeah. things. And the thing is, it, it, it makes a lot. You know, like, it makes so much. Focaccia. It's such a huge, huge thing. Um, I gave away a big chunk of it. I gave like a chunk of each quadrant uh, yeah. you know, to to one of my best friends, and and he was super happy about it. And I was just happy. You to can feed freeze people. it. Yeah, I made it. Yeah. I made it for my mom before I left Boston 
Um, and she was like, okay, I'm going to freeze it. I'm going to have it a little bit and mm-hmm. put it in the... The other thing about this, like, 18 by, thir- eight, 18 by 13 is that you, it fits perfectly in the toaster. So you can toast it up really quickly. It's there so go. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so go so, ahead. Um, so as much as I like it, I have the flavor as a 4.5. And the reason I deducted... I know your face. The reason I deducted was, uh, half a point is... Incredulous. Is because... Um, and I, mind you, I love olive oil and, you know, like it is, it, it is, you know, I think one of the most perfect ingredients <laughs> you're having a stroke. <laughs> I'm um, twitching. So it, it can be too oily. I, I think that especially, yeah. bec- especially because you are making so, so much the, what you have left over, like fresh out of the oven, honestly, it is absolutely incredible. You know, yeah. you, you were going to like we did a whole taste test thing and, you know, everything was better. Like each quadrant was was like incredible to taste and and it, it cooks up so nicely. The crust is wonderful and everything as that oil kind of, you know, seeps in and, mm-hmm. and, you know, it does get a little bit greasy and it does get a little bit heavy and, and is not as great as when it's first fresh. And there is yeah. no goddamn way that you can eat an entire pan of this. Um when it's no. first fresh, right? So, but I think that I think that for like people who did it in the cake pan or in the Pyrex, you yeah. don't get that like because the the crumb is so large, like it was you know like almost two and a half inches. It's tall, it climbs tall, up. yeah, climbs up. You are gonna have that extended. So my recommendation, yeah. because I I refuse to let people think that this is like a greasy thing, toast it. You're gonna get, you're gonna dry it out. It'll be so much better. But and which is kind of funny though, right? Because this goes to the whole well. But the recipe says to should do just it work in this in this shallow, yeah. You know, like you know, uh, um, half pan, right? And so, but doing those to- those bigger sides mm-hmm. does seem like it actually might be a, a maybe a better way to to do it because you get more of that surface area on the crust. Um, it depends on you what know. you want. It depends yeah. on if you want. So so if you want a crunchier. If you want a crunchier bread where it's a little bit more of a flat bread, do the do 18 bread. Yep. Do the half sheet pan. If you want like a sandwich bread or if you want it to be mopping up like a soup or a mm. like because we had it with the lasagna. And so you're like kind of mopping up the rayo, rayo, <laughs> um, nope, <laughs> mopping up the sauce. Like it's a, a good vessel for that, too. I preferred it that way and kind of have adopted it that way. And I don't think that... Um, I feel like Claire might have an opinion that it might be better in the half sheet because she yeah. her vision might be something else. So yeah, my vision. We'll ask her next time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so four point five, totally legit. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. So ease, I have it as a four, and that is, I think overall it is easy. Mm-hmm. It is just very time consuming. It is a two day process if you're going to do it kind of the way that we recommend. Um, you know, there's a, a bunch of kind of steps and we, you know, Grace talked about planning and, you know, kind of working yep. backwards and stuff. Um, and we, I mentioned about that speed of, of the, uh, the mixer and the possibility of the splashing of water. I say that because I 100% did that. Um, <gasps> and I, and I even, cause I was doing, she's like pulse and so I'm like, I, uh-huh. I turn it on and then psh, water's like splurting everywhere. Um, and so there was yelling and cursing and stuff. And so, <laughs> um, and so yeah, so ease. I mean, overall, it is easy if you're new to yeah. baking. 
it's, it's I'm sure it's intimidating, but just, you know, read through it and follow all the steps and plan ahead. Um, but it, it's time consuming. And so it kind of loses some points mm-hmm. there. Yep. Um, approachability. So I did as a 4.5, uh, honestly, like I would, if I could do like a 4.8, I would, but the rules <laughs> yeah. are the rules, man. Uh, <laughs> so rules? it's our rules. And so, um, uh, the, basically just because I, I, the recipe does say about using a half sheet and it's very, very specific, you know, and, yeah. and that was something that I, I kind of, you know, had to go out and buy. Um, you have to get bread know, flour. Yeah. The bread flour, like again, you know, the time kind of factor I think does play mm-hmm. into approachability a little bit here because totally. that, that's not, I mean, that, that's an ease thing, but that's also kind of approachable because like you don't a lot of people don't have that kind of time, you know? Totally. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So it's a it's a 4.5. And then, but repeatability, I, I said earlier, it's it's a 5. I mean, this yeah. is like, I've made a lot of focaccia style breads in the past. And, and I've a lot of great ones, you know, but I do think that this is, is I think, the best. Um, it's, again, so versatile. You can do so many different things with it. Have fun with it. Uh, just do it over and over and over again and just experiment and find out, like, what, ends up being the best and you're, you're going to have yeah. good food and you're going to have a blast with it. So overall, it's an 18 out of 20. Yeah. I very quickly have a, almost identical. I think my flavor is a five just because it's so fucking good. Uh, <laughs> five is four for that exact reason because of the like you need a stand mixer. You need the like the double proofing. Um, the approachability is four because of the bread flour and because of like certain like olive oils like don't use canola. Use I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just think that like it is it's definitely like a once you have these things in your pantry, you're going to be making this focaccia again and again. But if it's for a first time baker, like I think the approachability of like a yeast and, a, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Four. But repeatability, I've made this probably five times now. Like I huh? am I make this every few months like i i love this focaccia um so what is that that is 18 as well um Mm -hmm. there you go i yeah i love this i love her i think she's a a rising star and deserves all the accolades and bon appetit was kind of a controversial place to work and she is a i'm glad she got out and she does great things so follow her youtube channel get her cookbook yeah so uh so what are we cooking next chris okay so i was like honestly had a a minor panic attack because i was looking at our google doc our show notes and i was like fuck i don't know what we're doing next and then Uh, i realized i looked down and i was like oh i know what we're doing next so okay do you because i or like an hour ago (laughs) i basically in my head i was just like wait a minute i this is a rare time that we did not definitively like so let's keep it kind of vague because We'll just update people on Instagram and and on um, on the show notes for this. I think it's going to be a special – let's call it a special Valentine's Day episode and mm-hmm. not divulge too much because I want to finalize some of the details because Ben and I have been figuring stuff out. So so for okay, the audience, so that. Okay. special a special Valentine's Day episode um, – the Dave and his wife and me and Ben are going to be in the same city again for the first time in two years. It'll be very exciting. And we're hoping to do a fun, like, challenge almost mm-hmm. where, like, our partners will go and find some, <laughs> like, challenge for us to do. Okay, that's it because I think we'll have to just figure out the 
the details yeah, so stay we, tuned we have the framework in place exactly um, we don't have the specifics yet so the yeah. other like I'll, yeah we'll talk about it um and i'll uh, yeah i'll finalize it um <laughs> for the show notes um but yeah honestly like we are kind of growing like our sweet little podcast is kind of growing i am so proud of us and so proud of so grateful for our listeners so we updated episode zero We've, yep. uh, you know, we've been doing stuff on our Instagram at Too Many Cooks Pod, TWO Many Cooks Pod. I've gotten some emails from listeners at TWO Many Cooks Pod at gmail.com. Um, we had some good yeah. feedback for this episode. I, yeah. I appreciate everyone being bullied into participating. So Yeah. I be, uh, Apparently bullying yeah. works. It does. No, I think that's what we proved is, that, is no. that more bullying. And so. No, um, we so really you, you appreciate a, it. Yeah. You get a break because this next one is going to be really interesting, I think. I don't think it's going to be a. Yeah. I think I don't it's think it's going to be a, a collaborative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, we can. I think what we're gonna try and do is like have a video of it. So we'll 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 yeah. figure it out. Um, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I'm so so excited. Okay, friends. I am very grateful for our sweet little audience, sweet big audience from yeah. all over the world. And I yeah, I cannot wait to hear everybody's feedback. So please try this focaccia. Do it. <laughs> send us your send us your feedback um, at the email and the Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And and recipe recommendations, because I, 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 I mentioned this. So uh, Nicole, who did um, the cinnamon sugar cardamom version, uh, she had sent this to me and you and I had already talked about doing this exact recipe. Yeah. But that also kind of prompted us to move it up a little bit. Yeah. And so um, so if there's a chef that we haven't covered that you think is like really interesting or there's a recipe that you think you know, is really worth us looking into, send it along. You know? I love that idea. I, I love that. I actually told my students, my students at Northeastern this, like I had my first class and I was like, I have them at, tell me an interesting fact and a boring fact about themselves. So mm-hmm. my interesting fact was that I started a podcast over the pandemic. And my boring fact is that I hate cherry tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, uh, cool, Dr. Grace, like who gives yeah. a shit? Um, but then one of them was like, I actually like cooking too. And I have a lot of really good recipes. I, I My friends and I have been trying out recipes for shepherd's pie. And I was like, send it oh. to me. Like I went like, oh, I was like a little inappropriate. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. And also shepherd's pie was featured on, on episode 10 as, as my favorite thing I ate that week. So yeah, I didn't want to be like, go. oh, listen to sh- episode. It's mm-hmm. like a little, I need <laughs> to have his opinions on shepherd's pie. So. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, well, okay, friends. Well, thank you so passes. much for listening. <laughs> she, gets, um, she gets an A. Yeah. Uh, okay, friends. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Eat well, be well, and don't forget to preheat your oven. Dave, don't stop recording. I have to. I have to tell you the. the gout I have to tell you thing. the the playlist. I have to tell you the playlist of Frankly Frankly, and I can't find it. Oh. Busy, busy Boston, <laughs> electricity, frankly, Franklin, legacy, our country has been born, poor, poor Richard, and then here it is. She's the talk of the town. This was my audition piece. Okay. She's the talk of the town. She's my new spirit free. She's the talk of the town. Um, makes a smile, not a frown. To each addressee, she's the talk of the town. So that was my Miss Silence. Do good makes her way or something. Mm-hmm.